Hallelujah. Jerusalem is the tree of life in the center of the garden. Oh, it's true. Melchizedek is Jesus Christ, and he's the Alpha and Omega. Salem and Jerusalem. Jesus Christ, Melchizedek. Amen. This is Jesus Christ, Earth. And all you've ever been dealing with is thieves and robbers. Jesus said, The enemy comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Tell that sly fox, I'm going to drive out demons today, I'll do whatever I want, it's my earth. Tell Herod to get stuffed, gagged, and go to hell. Worms will eat his stomach, it is written. You think Jesus, I mean, the stuff he says is crazy. He tells King Herod to get stuffed and gagged and go to hell. If you study it out, what he said in the Hebrew, they didn't have swear words in Hebrew back then. No, they'd call them animals. That was the fiercest swear word to call someone an unclean animal. And that's what Jesus called the king. Because he was the real king. Herod's the imposter. Herod's just up there stealing everything from the anointing, building his $40 billion temple, which is what Herod's temple cost everyone in the synagogues of the whole world during that day. $40 billion, Herod's temple. And here's the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords, anointed of the Holy Spirit, coming around. And he tells the king he's a fox. That would be like calling him the worstest F-bomb, S-H-I-T-A-S-S-H-O-L-E you could ever imagine in today's English culture. That's like the worst of the worst. And it's the truth. That's what they had for swear words in Hebrew. You'd call them unclean animals. Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers. That was one of the nastiest things. I mean, do you want to talk about people? You better check their blood pressure. They're trying to do everything their entire life right according to the flesh. And here's the Spirit of God made flesh telling you you're the sons of Satan in Matthew 24. They've tried their whole lives to be perfect by the flesh, obeying everything in the Mosaic Law, even straining out their wine to get a gnat out, but Jesus says, you swallow a camel. They had little gnat strainers for their wine. True story. Yeah, ancient Israel. They'd strain out the gnats in the wine because gnats run clean and they had to be clean. Because they were perfect according to the word, bro. Perfect according to the letter. Always obeying the Bible, bro. Follow the Bible. And here comes the Spirit of God saying, You swallow a camel. Because you sin in your hearts. Because you are not obedient to the anointing. Unless you obey the anointing, what are you even doing down here? It's all witchcraft apart from Him. The two trees in the garden is the anointing of Satan, which is witchcraft, the tree of knowledge, and the anointing of God, which is Jesus Christ's anointing, the tree of life. And the Bible says it is the center of the garden. People have these things of Eden was in Ethiopia, it was in Africa, bro. It was in the spirit, man. Eden was east of the city, it is written in Genesis. Eden has always been in the spirit. And the center of Eden is Jerusalem. <laughs> not because of Satan, not because of Freemasonry and the Rothschild family and the most racist system of Zionism and racism you've ever seen, 
and our Jewish central banking systems of the City of London that sets the gold standard with the double-headed dragon of the City of London. Not that mess of slavery on the human race in the pyramid on your $1 bill. No! Jesus Christ, Melchizedek of Salem, the Alpha and the Omega of Jerusalem. That's the center of the Garden of Heaven and Earth. And it's a place in the Spirit. It's a place you receive by faith, not by works. Everyone working around, you see them out there in Jerusalem. The Christians go there, they take cruises in Israel. They spend billions of dollars on Christian tourism in Israel every week. They spend a billion dollars on Israel and all the Jewish crap they're doing in the world. A Jew is one circumcised of heart and mind. Romans 2, it is written. A Jew is one who's obedient to the anointing. How did Abraham become the first Jew? Because he met with Jesus Christ face to face and received his anointing. You see it throughout history. King David fighting Saul. Saul wasn't a Jew. Saul was a Gentile because you're Jewish according to the anointing. <laughs> it's the same then as it is today. <laughs> the Isaiah the prophet said the same words in Isaiah. He said, you think you people are the chosen race? You think you're God's holy covenant people? John the Baptist said, out of these rocks will raise a new Israel. <laughs> you're a bunch of snakes. You're the leaders of the Jewish race, you Pharisees. How will you escape going to hell? You're not Jews. You're sorcerers of Satan. You're a synagogue of Satan. A Jew is one who obeys the anointing. Has nothing to do with the flesh. Has to do with the heart and the mind. And then your flesh is washed in the anointing. Those who go after the flesh and obey the letter and not the spirit are sorcerers and witches and warlocks, every single one of them, I tell you the truth. They'll always put on your heads an enslaving yoke of some doctrine that always sounds good, but then when you obey it, it's like, where's my breakthrough? And so much heartache. Because they've obeyed everything they've been told by this minister, that minister. You know, they did all the stuff they told them to do. They went to the classes, did the schools. And there wasn't the breakthrough. It was carried on the stick. It was pie in the sky. You know? Well-doing has made the heart sick. <laughs> they never got the breakthrough because they never got into the anointing. They can't be controlled by any human system. God is king. He tells Herod, go to hell. He tells the Pharisees, go to hell. He didn't say go to hell to Pontius Pilate, but he would have. He just didn't need to. That's how powerful Jesus Christ is. He said, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, and to God what's God's, which is pretty much saying nothing belongs to Caesar. He's a thief. God's the maker of heaven and earth. Everything belongs to God. That's what Jesus Christ said. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Does anything belong to Caesar? Does anything belong to the flesh? Since the whole earth and the heavens were created by the Spirit of God, Genesis chapter 1, it is written, not a single thing on earth belongs to flesh and blood. Everything on earth belongs to the Holy Spirit of God, the Maker of the nations.
He's your maker. He conceived you in your mother's womb. Problem is, we don't obey him. We believe every other lying spirit in Babylon that has the appearance of good, always quick to obey witchcraft, telling us to do some carnal activity. I mean, 99% of the people never obey the Holy Spirit. They only obey the spirit of Jezebel. And that's why literally only 1% of our viewers have ever donated in 10 years. That disobedience is because of the spirit of Jezebel. They'll say, give to some other ministry. Give to something else. Do that. There's no obedience. And I said, Lord, why is there no obedience in our viewers, in our people, ever? Like, one out of a hundred even obey the things I say at Joel's Bar. They, they'll go off, they'll listen to all these other ministries, and it's just a lot of mixture, a lot of witchcraft, a lot of hoopla, a lot of strange fire. But here we are on the white throne judgment seat of Christ, seven blazing torches, full-blown sonship, and they never obey anything we say. Why is that, Lord? He said, because they're full of Jezebel. You're going to have to push Jezebel out of the eyes of their soul, the window to the soul. Jesus Christ said, the window of the soul is the eyes. How was Jezebel the witch and the enemy of the anointing Whoa. killed out of people's souls, out of their minds? Whoa. How did the bewitchment of Galatians 3.3 epidemic in America get slaughtered out of the window of all the souls of the Christians in America? By the anointing poured out on your undeserving goat brains that only disobey and fight the king every day. And that's what a goat is. One that disagrees in their mind with the king on the white throne, Jesus Christ. King of kings, Lord of lords. The tree of life at the center of the garden, Jerusalem. That golden oil will break the yoke of Jezebel like that. You just got to receive it. And it doesn't come like you want it. It doesn't come like you expect it because it has to break the box of how you think it's going to come. It's going to come like an undeserving wave of fire resting on your head with rushing winds of fire and laughing tongues of fire and you're going to get drunk and you're going to cast your mind into the lake of fire and out of your belly is going to flow rivers of a new mind of Christ through your foreheads and you're going to start being disciples of the kingdom instead of disciples of Jezebel. That's what's happening here. The shift is on. Big time shift in baseball. Everyone's talking about the shift. I mean, any baseball fans? We're Americans. That's America's pastime. Baseball. This thing they're doing this year is so bizarre. I saw four outfielders and three infielders tucked behind second base up into first in the Minnesota Twins game yesterday. And the commentators say, I've never seen a shift like this, ever. The Twins have the biggest shift, they said, of all major league teams. Four outfielders like we're playing softball on a professional baseball team. That's a billion dollar team out there acting like the weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life. It was like a circus show. They couldn't believe it. The biggest shift they'd ever seen. My grandpa's complaining about the stupid shift in the Twins and all this shift stuff. It's an apostolic shift with the 12 children coming out of the cave yesterday by the most highly trained underwater experts of the anointing bringing the apostolic out of the cave of your human bodies. Barnabas and the Apostle Paul turning cities upside down in the USA and every city in the world with 2,000 times greater anointing. And how do you get the anointing? You shake the olive tree, 
which is the tree of life, Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glorious things. You get shaken in your life. Everything that can be shaken. And then you put a thousand pounds of pressure on that olive to get a little bit of oil. And they do that with all the oil. By pressure, olive oil is produced. Same as you get wine. The wine press. Same as you get a diamond. Same as you get a diamond, which is the mind of Christ, your brain on glory. And that's what the oil will do. And that's what the wine will do. Transfigure your brain from mush that looks like worms to a solid, perfect diamond, which is Jesus Christ's flesh at the right hand of God. You know, He's transfigured and He's in the flesh. The Bible calls it celestial flesh. The first chapter of Revelation says, hey, here's what you got to do. Check out the flesh on this guy. Okay, eyes of blazing fire. There's those new eyes. His feet look like they've been burnished in bronze, and we're just like so religious that we don't even realize that the Holy Spirit's trying to help us to understand what we're going to look like through metamorphosis as we take on our new bodies, our celestial bodies, by the transfiguration of our hearts and minds on the seven spirits of God. All God wants to do through the olive press and the wine press is so heal you that you never die on earth as it is in heaven. And how is our king in heaven? That's how you are on earth. If you receive his oil and wine, if you reject the cup of the new covenant, which is the oil and wine, there's nothing else here except curses. What are you going to get into on the earth apart from the cup of salvation? The cup of Jesus Christ's blood. The cup of wisdom. The cup of favor. You know this cup is the cup King Solomon drank? It's the cup of favor and the cup of wisdom. The Bible says in Luke, Jesus grew in favor and wisdom. Amen. That's the exact same anointing that was on King Solomon that was so rich, silver was utterly worthless in the world in Solomon's day. They wouldn't even trade with silver. It was worthless because King Solomon had brought so much anointing of favor and wisdom of Jesus Christ into the earth, only gold was valuable. And that's what God the Father is saying. I'm bringing so much anointing up the tree of life of Jerusalem, the center of the garden, through your hearts and minds that you won't even value copper, you won't even value silver, you will only value gold this season, says the Lord Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And the anointing will do it. Not your effort, not you figuring it out in your mind. Jesus Christ does it. He did it for Solomon. How much more will He do it for you in the New Covenant? But the Christian's been ripped off big time by Jezebel. The most sick people, the most poor people, the most enslaved people I've ever seen. I deal with thousands of them weekly, and I love you so much. It's time for the curse to be eaten out of your flesh by the anointing of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. King of the Jews, King of Israel, and King of Jerusalem, Jesus Christ. The center of the garden the tree of life, with infinite anointing through all your flesh today and forevermore. Amen.